in our last property boom, sort of 2013-14, it used to make the news on the front page. If a property sold for a million dollars above reserve, that was like a front page news story. And in the last two years, it just happens all the time. How are you supposed to guide for that or estimate that if you're an agent? You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers and leaders. With thanks to our partner Connect Now, Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking and strategies to elevate your results. To get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast, visit joineliteagent.com. And for more information about how Connect Now can make moving easier on your clients, visit connectnow.com.au. Here is your host, Samantha McLean. Welcome to another episode of the Elevate podcast where we delve into some of the most interesting minds in business and in real estate for the very best tips and strategies for you to implement to elevate your business. I'm Samantha McLean, editor of Elite Agent and host of today's show. My guest today is from News Corp. It's Tim McIntyre. Tim has been in the media for around about 15 years and is the editor of a range of prestige Sydney publications, including one of my favourites, The Wentworth Courier, The Mossman Daily and The North Shore Times. So, Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sam. Great to be here. So that's a pretty big remit, actually. There's there's a lot going on there in, in, in editing three papers and being across real estate across the country. Can you tell us a little bit about your role? Yes, yeah, so I'm the editor of the, the three uh community prestige papers, Wentworth Courier, Mossman Daily and North Shore Times. Um, those are coincidentally in uh, patches of Sydney with a, a massive prestige real estate reach and, uh, you know, the revenue to stand up print products as well. Um, and I do have a background in real estate journalism where I came from originally. So they've sort of married up the two to extend my role to include sort of uh, Setting the agenda, I guess, for the the real estate uh, coverage across Australia that we that we engage in, what sort of stories are getting, um, you know, the most um, sort of the grab with the audiences and and where we're going in the digital world. So, yeah, so it's kind of like a mixture of the of the old school and the new school. But you and I have something in common, even though we believe in the internet, we we still believe in print, right? We absolutely believe in print. It's a, you know, it's a massive part of what we do, and um, I, I think in in the in the sort of the demographic that we have for, for our readers, you know, it's they don't get the same experience from from looking at some of these properties and reading some of these stories on, on a portal um, as they do from paging through like beautiful glossy pictures and and actually getting a feel for where things are. So so that's the that's the point of difference that we have in that that part of the print media, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And and when you can put a, a big image in a glossy magazine, it it makes all the difference, doesn't it? Absolutely. Much better, like a lot better than when you're sitting on the train and you've got a little sort of a key, a thumbnail to look at. And then, you know, that's, that's not a great user experience. So great for breaking news, um, but getting, getting your teeth into something and, and really experiencing it, I think is, you know, we, we still add a lot of value in the print world. And so you just mentioned the Wentworth Courier, the Mossman Daily, the North Shore Times, and, um, you know, that, that was sort of like my stomping ground when I was living in Sydney and also happens to be right in the centre of, of Lux Listings territory, which is about to come back onto our screens again. Are you looking forward to the show's return as much as we are? 
Oh, look, I just, I just think it's fascinating. You know, we love, we love real estate in Australia and it's a great way to, to show the world how much we, we punch above our weight, um, at least when it comes to property. You know, there'd be, a, there'd be some people from um, overseas areas who'd be pretty surprised to see, you know, the sort of properties we have, the sort of prices we're, we're talking about, some of the, you know, the behind the scenes that goes into marketing them and selling them and, and you know, we've got some great characters um, as part of that show as well. I was going to say they all must have, like Delene and uh, Gavin and Simon must pretty much have you on speed dial, do they? Like <laughs> They do, but it's uh, usually it's because they they want more coverage in the paper. So, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, no, never. So, you know, job's never done for an agent. So, look, we, we Gavin actually has graced the front cover of the Wentworth Courier in the past, a story about his great successful career and, you know, Delene has been an absolute mainstay um, in our pages for many years now. Um, and, yeah, look, they're, they're a big part of what we do and, and we, we really appreciate um, the fact that they, that we, you know, they get their vendors on side with, with us and, and getting into the paper and, we, we, you know, we hope they get some value out of it as well. You just said that, you know, you just referred to, you know, like what we know is Australia's obsession with property um, in in your area, have you seen the audience for real estate content change and grow in recent years? The audience definitely changes. People are, from what our sort of online, like our digital metrics tell us, um, you know, they're, they're a lot, you know, people love a, a story about someone they can relate to. Um, they, they sort of want them in, in a lot more bite-sized sort of, sort of chunks. Um, and, you know, it, it's, when, when I say, about stories they can relate to. They want to know that here's someone who's achieved buying a house or getting a great price, selling a house or, or just, you know, has, has amassed a big investment portfolio. And, and rather than, than them being someone that lives in a different world to me, like it's someone that's actually in, in my reach and, and, you know, that's, that's an engage, that's a very good way to get readers engaged. Um, they love data. They love uh, growth areas, hot spotting. Um, you know, those sort of, sort of aspects, it, it just plays into the obsession we have with real estate. It's our, you know, it's our great water cooler conversation, as you'd say, or these days it's more of a, more of a, um, a social media conversation and just, you know, the wow factor of the amazing properties is, is always goes very, very well. Oh, and not to mention wherever the Hemsworths are buying. That's a, that's a big, big uh, popular part of what we do. I have to agree with that. Actually, the celebrity uh, home stories always do well on our our website as well, particularly if your name is Hemsworth. Yeah, look, any chance to see a, a shirtless Hemsworth with his surfboard under his <laughs> arm, um, you know, just on his new compound or about to head off for a surf, like that that tends to do pretty well. I'm not I'm not sure why, but yeah. Yeah. So you kind of set the editorial direction for real estate across across the country, really. So, you know, what goes into your thinking when you're thinking about, you know, like what sort of stories and things like that that you want to put out there in 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 any given moment? There's standard stories that you know everyone in their own neck of the woods knows that people will love, like a great local listing or a um, a trend story of you know growth or. Or whatnot, but then we the sort of stuff we do at a national level. We we look at um, you know what, what audiences are engaging with the most online. Um, whether it's you know stories about agents who are 
have, have sold the most and made big commissions or if it's a, if it's you know about people who have gathered investment properties but then it's sort of like how to do it you want to use the data you want to educate yourself um, into how to get into property how to how to buy sell property in Australia we when we when we look at national stories a lot of it is um, speaking to data providers, um, economists, uh, demographers, and, and harnessing like trends at a greater level. Um, you'll have noticed up there in, that in southeast Queensland, the property market is going very well. Um, it probably was pretty static there for a long time, and suddenly, bang, it's it's booming, and so many people are trying to buy properties from interstate there. You know, Southeast Queensland in general has become like the nation's property hotspots. And that, so when you look at like a national story agenda, it's how, how do we get that out there and, and how do we cover it from wherever we are? Sort of, you got people from Melbourne writing about that, people from Sydney writing about that. And, and then you got people from Brisbane who might be covering it in a, in a different way, sort of thing. Um, it's more like, you know, people from Sydney, are they, are they driving up our prices? What's our home buying experience like up here now? Whereas down here, we're like, wow, there's still plenty of growth left in the Southeast Queensland market. You know, how do you get a, how do you get a piece of that? Um, and so those are the sort of stories that will go, go across the country and, and yeah, like just things like marrying mortgages to income and property values in areas and just seeing what we find, what we come up with and, um, yeah, well, th- those are the sort of things we look at when rolling out national angles. Yeah, we talked to Elizabeth Tilly a while ago, who's the real estate editor of the Courier Mail up here. And I made the comment to her that, you know, the difference, like I thought people were mad for real estate in Sydney, but it, as it turns out in Queensland, it's a whole next level of um, live streaming auctions and, and all sorts of things which are really popular here. Are there any sort of peculiarities that you've seen from state to state? Uh, when you look at like the way real estate markets work, um, you know, the most popular places are wherever is going well. So Brisbane right now has been the source of so much of our engagement at News Corp. Um, and Liz Tilly and her team are, are experiencing how much, you know, people get involved when there's a property boom in an area. Um, and, you know, most of our subscriptions, uh, like a great ratio of our subscriptions, subscriber page views, time spent on um, on stories online, time spent uh, sharing on social media. Uh, Queensland is dominating our market at the moment, which is highly unusual um, because traditionally Sydney and Melbourne are, are the auction markets. There, where you know, there's you might get a thousand auctions a week happening. There's there's always people complaining they can't afford things and and yeah that's so so those so Brisbane's in, enjoying that that heightened interest in in real estate um, to look at the characteristics of, of those markets up there you would I would sort of like the peculiarities I don't know like until now um, places like the Gold Coast they haven't really you know they sort of go up and down they, they fluctuate a little bit um, and places like Sydney and Melbourne seem to go nuts and then wait five or 10 years and then go nuts again and then wait a few years. You look at somewhere like Adelaide, it's, it's sort of middle heavy. There's not a lot of, you know, prestige versus the lower end of the market. There, there's a lot more around the 
five six hundred thousand dollar category than there is either side of that. Similar with places like Canberra, places like Perth overshot its values because of the mining boom a long time ago, and um, and now they're just sort of presenting some value for investors over there. Like it, it's just such a it's such a vast like array of different markets and and the things that drive them. Um, and and then yet for the first time, and and this is this was the fascinating thing about COVID. For the first time, they were all going off at the same time. Uh, usually, one's one's bottoming out, the other one's taking off, and you know Tasmania is waiting to see what happens in Victoria, and um, and they and things fills down. But suddenly, yeah, capital cities, major regional centres, everything was was growing the last eighteen months, and it yeah, it's actually it was phenomenal. So the, the characteristics of, of the individual markets are almost out the window um, for a while there while we, while we digested what was happening around us and, as Australians like to do, found uh, harbour in, in property investment. We might have to get in touch with Jimmy Rees, uh, just as you were talking then, you know, to do a mean, meanwhile in Australian real estate, like because it, it, it is exactly as you described there, you know, like with the different countries sort of in different states of yeah. highs and lows and you know, I can still picture Sydney with the cocktail though. Yeah, indeed, yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to get into um, some ideas for agents on how they can establish themselves as a trusted voice in the media because obviously we've mentioned a couple of high-profile agents that, that you work with. But um, let's start at the beginning because, you know, we know that there's like owned, earned and paid media. Um, how do you feel like, agents should use each of those things when it comes to sort of working with teams like yours? It's a, probably a hard thing to do or it's counterintuitive for a lot of agents who spend so much time getting their, their face out there, their name out there and prospecting, you know, knowing, you know, making sure that when someone thinks about transacting on property, they're thinking about that person. When it comes to the media, the best way to to get into the media more often is to is to position yourself as a as an expert in your field, um, and that but that means being being able to to talk to a journalist and say and tell them you know the truth about what's happening in the market and the truth about why things are selling or they're not selling. Um, you know, in the in the past, I've, I've I mean I've interviewed so many real estate agents for stories. And I might ring him up. I need a, you know, I need to know why the Hills District is growing so much in 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 Sydney, or, or you know, why is it good value to to buy an investment in Wyala or in Adelaide if you if I if I'm living over here in New South Wales, and they'll say something like, well, my superior marketing campaign is the reason that the market's going well for the properties I've sold, or you know, people come to me with properties that other agent couldn't sell for them and I, I had it gone within a week, like much higher offers and, and I straight away I stopped listening because I'm like, well, you know, you're just you're marketing yourself, which I understand is in your interest to do. But if you if you sort of say, you know, I'm at the coalface in the local market, which a real estate agent always is, they know more about what's happening in their local market than anybody else because they transact in property and they deal in property and prospect for it day in, day out. Um, and so they know what's happening three months before it turns up in, in the core logic uh, data spreadsheet. Uh, you know, there's that lag. They can tell you, actually, the market's slowing down now or it's gathering steam now. Registered bidders are through the roof. 
And that's the information that's really valuable to journalists and to readers. And if you can actually position yourself as a, as a commentator in, in that area, then you'll find people will keep coming to you for comment and just organically your face is out there, your voice is out there and people go, Oh, I know that. I know that that woman, she sells properties in my area all the time, but she knows what she's talking about. If I'm going to sell, I'm going to get advice from her. That's, that's, that's as valuable as having your, your name on the kids soccer team Jersey or, you know, in my opinion, anyway, that's what makes, makes it easy. And the easier you make it for a journalist, like journalists are, cynical people and and they they you know if you're engaging like that is a great way just to get the path of least resistance i'm just going to call that person because they are great to talk to they tell me what i want to know the, the trade-off is your, your name's in the paper it's online um and, and also especially in the tabloid media now if you can if you can serve up a a vendor family to get their photo taken like it, it serves a great purpose in the in the print media especially because we need we need big nice pictures of properties and then it, it gives them the opportunity to get more eyes on their on their on their house without paying extra for ads so that's kind of that's kind of it i think i think just just honest appraisals of your market and a willingness to to separate yourself from from what's happening there it, it just lends more credibility in, in the media space and, you know, by, by a journalist on the side of the journalist, we also need to make sure that, that we include, like give it as good a run as we can and, and include what you say and, you know, foster that relationship from our end as well. Um, it even translates into guest articles and, and that sort of thing. If you, if you can do it well enough. So there's a couple of things that you just said there, which I might just circle back on because I think that they are really important. So first of all is if a journalist does happen to call you um, out of all the agents that they could possibly call, like it is, it's a good thing not to head straight into the self-promotion path and to actually give a well-rounded view of what you see going on because – um, well, actually, I can I can empathise with all that. Sometimes people call me wanting something, and they don't even ask me how I am. <laughs> so, you know, it's um, journalists are people too, and have feelings. So it's really about building those relationships. Yeah, yeah, it is. And you know, journalists, we know we we also fight against uh, in the, against public um, opinion because people people have a we're in the same boat journalists and real estate agents in that people sort of, they, they deal with you when they have to, they have a, they have a preconceived opinion of, of what you like based on, on something that probably doesn't represent most of the industry. Um, and you get all that, but you, you know, you've got a job to do and like the best job you can do as, as an agent when it comes to dealing with the media is, is to, to be an expert in, in that field. Fostering relationships is great. Um, and, a lot of the agents out there are really great with the media. They, they, you know, they know how to, how to, to speak, how to, um, they, they, they learn what a news story is from a reader's perspective. Um, they, they know that the best thing for a, a photograph to go of a news story isn't a picture of an agent. It's a picture of a family that readers can, or like a couple or something that readers can actually relate to. And, and they sort of, they take a back seat and and let their knowledge 
knowledge do the do the talking in, in the area. There's just so much there is so much gold to be harvested from how well a real estate agent knows their local patch. All that sponsorship of local sport, that presence everywhere, that sort of philanthropic stuff that real estate agents do. And just the fact that they know every property in the area and what it should be worth, what it is worth, what its history is, a lot of the local families. It's just absolute gold when it comes to reporting on the news in the real estate. It's interesting, you know, you just sort of mentioned the, you know, trust issues for both journalists and for real estate agents. And we know that real estate agents sometimes get on the wrong side of the media um, and, you know, say something that perhaps they didn't mean or, you know, but it was said and the journalist quotes them. Do you have any tips for people that might be new to working with the media that might be nervous about talking to a journalist about either being taken out of context or, um, you know, saying saying the wrong thing? The tips are as long as you tell the truth and, uh, you know, you're honest and, and know what and you're not trying to, to, to sway opinion one way or another when you shouldn't be, that's, that's that's all you got to do. Like like you you know you're not a politician. All you're doing is saying, well, this is a great house. Everyone expects you to advocate for the properties you're selling and the markets you're selling in. But as yeah, as long as what you're saying is truthful, that goes to a you know a, a lot a lot of the way to to, to fostering trust uh, with readers, with journalists, with the public. Um, and you know, don't be don't be shy. Like if you if you've got something which you think is pretty quirky or or interesting give us a call. Like we, we love to hear about it. Um, and if we don't, then, you know, if you get bad blood from a journalist, when you, when you think something's interesting, then, you know, that, that journalist isn't doing their job properly. Um, they, it's, it's just, yeah, there's, that's, that's the perception of journalists, I suppose. Like agents are, a lot of agents are on their guard. They, they get in trouble for things like underquoting and, and whatnot. When you, you know, the media will say underquoting at times, and again, this is parts of the media um, and, you know, the rest of us, the people who have been re- reporting on real estate for a long time know what underquoting is and how it works. And if a market is going off and you've got, let's just say you're an agent, you're selling a house in a, in a particular area where a property hasn't been sold for a couple of years, um, so you've got nothing to compare it against. All you can do is your very best. We've come up with a guide price or or estimate that you that you give to your vendors. Um, but one of the and of course one of the the big parts of a property boom is that there's not a great supply of properties around. So there's a lot of demand for not much supply. So if this sales have been scarce, there's actually no way to predict what the final result will be. If you sort of say, look, I think it's worth 1.2 million, and then all of a sudden it gets bid up to 1.7 at auction. Or, you know, a lot of buyers will turn around and say, oh, the agent's underquoting. It's not. Like, that was, that was the guide. That was the reserve. Um, more people turned up and more people wanted it who had more money than them. But it's, it's very easy for people just to blame real estate agents when, price, when properties sell for more than they can afford. But, but these are the things that will get you on your guard. But, you know, if I was an agent, I'd be very comfortable in sort of you know, saying that I wasn't underquoting or I was, or I was doing the right thing. It's just, it's one of those things you, you, I don't know, I I guess I'm, what I'm trying to say is that there are certain aspects of the media, which are are, are pretty shonky or or pretty hard to to cop. 
Um, and there are certain aspects of a, a lot of a lot of industries like that. Um, but you know, if if you've done the right thing and you've got everything in place there, and you've got your the best you can do, like that's you know that's all you can do. And like there's there's sort of sensationalist news media, and then there's real estate news media, which is who you should be hopefully engaging with, who will actually report it, the story for what it is, which is. Yeah, the market's going off and there's so many people trying to buy a property and they can't because there's not enough out there and and whatnot. But what we're seeing is massive price rises on the back of this or that. So, so it's a very convoluted rant that I've just I've just sort of tried to string together in answer to that question. It's true, like, you know, because we've just come through exactly what you've described, which is, you know, sometimes agents are being blamed for underquoting, but it's actually it's been forces outside their control and you know, you, you can't predict you know, from one week to the next with with the way the market's been. I mean, it may be a different story in six months' yeah. time, I guess, but... Um... It, it could be, and then someone, they'll be blaming the agents for something else, um, for, you know, asking for too much or not, not marketing it properly because vendors expect just those same ridiculous results to carry on forever and ever, but they're ridiculous for a reason. Like, in our last property boom, sort of 2013-14, it used to make the news on the front page, if a property sold for a million dollars above reserve, that was like a front page news story. And in the last two years, it just happens all the time. How are you supposed to guide for that or estimate that if you're an agent? Um, not to mention that an agent's job isn't to, to help buyers get a property on the cheap. It's to, they're bound by law to get the very best result they can when representing a vendor. And that's, that's what their job is. Um, it's one of those things that people in their head are just going, Oh, you know, like they, they should be helping buyers, but, but why should they, you know? It's an interesting conundrum for sure. Um, we had Ryan Serhant on the podcast a couple of months ago um, the world's most followed followed agent. He often talks about working with the media because that's kind of his thing. And um, and one of his recommendations was assembling like a media kit um, so that you could, you know, approach the media successfully. Sort of say, okay, well, here are here are my credentials. Here are my awards. Um, here's all the stuff about me. Um, so a couple of questions on that, just from an Australian point of view, like, do you need to be an award-winning agent in order to receive media attention? Not at all. Uh, like, you know, you just need to be motivated and, and, and driven. And I think, um, in, in certain, certain countries overseas, uh, you know, celebrate overachievers in a way that Australia really doesn't. <laughs> and it's kind of like, if you're, we're more likely to get behind you if you're an underdog or, or you know, someone who's triumphed over over adversity. You know, there's a we recently had a story about this young this young agent um, in Western Sydney who managed to sell some insane number, like 300 properties in a year, and by by simple calculations, we figured out that his his commission would have, was about seven million dollars and he was just this normal guy who was like really happy and friendly and, and just, just was loved real estate and wanted to, wanted to help people sell their properties and was fascinated by it. And that just got so much, that got so much love. Like he hasn't won any awards yet. He, you know, he, he doesn't drive a convertible. 
Um, he doesn't live in a mansion. And I, I feel like that that's the sort of story that gets traction anywhere you go. Like, I think you're talking about Josh Teslin there. I think I am, yeah. He's He's got a couple of nice watches. Maybe not. Oh, the, well, there you go. <laughs> maybe not the car, but <laughs> I've seen them on social media. Um, yeah, so let's talk about a media kit. That's the the other thing Ryan mentioned to me is that it's it's really good for agents to have a media kit. Do you agree with that? What should what should agents actually have ready to go if if they're going to have a chat to a journalist? Yeah, look, a, a media kit's great so that everyone knows the best way to get a hold of you, um, the best way to to engage. Like if you individually, if you've got like easily to access links of, of the photos of your properties that you've got. Um, you know, if you've got vendors ready to speak to the media about the local market or their expectations, that sort of preparation will get you straight into, into, into media a lot easier than if they've got to ring you a hundred times and, and you wait for you to get back, get back to them and, and whatnot. So look, a, a media kit's fantastic just so that, you know, you've got the background in place. You get, we know about your market knowledge, um, and we know about the properties you're selling and the people you you can you can introduce us to. Um, and that, yeah, that that makes it a lot easier for for us on our end. And I, I think you know, if I could add something there too, I think a decent photo that's not a selfie, <laughs> and um, you know, is 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 high res as well. Yeah, look at look at. A presence on on social media and multiple platforms is a, is a good thing to, as well. Um, it's it's it really it makes you more interactive, I suppose. Um, and you know, it's it's easier to bring out the the relatability of people. Things are things are, are raw and aren't aren't as polished, sort of thing. That's just a that's just a personal vibe I get. I know, like a, a lot of agents use social media to do to do great things, um, and you know, find that it's a place for them to to drum up a lot of business or to find their way onto a podcast or as a, a speaker at like a real estate conference or something like that, different ways of doing things. What would be your top tips for making a pitch to a journalist if it was if it was a particular property or something like that that an agent thought was worthy of editorial coverage? Yeah, look, if, you, if you're talking about a property itself um, that you want to cover, something that's either unusual or or very glamorous is, is a great thing. Um, if the property's got a bomb shelter in the backyard, that's going to get an attention and you get a few of those, you know, sometimes. Um, or if it's got like a, it might have a, the, the world's best man cave or, or, or you know, the, just certain things like that. Or it might have been a converted church. Like those are the sort of things that a lot of people will go for online. And then, yeah, the other thing is like, oh, it's got the, the best view in, you know, in, in this part of the world um, or it's got these exquisite sort of uh, features and, and or high-tech things. Like those, those are for individual properties. I think they're really great. Um, if, you, if you're pitching, you know, someone who's like an interesting individual as well might be attached to a property, like whether it's an architect or it could be one from a portfolio of like an investor that's, that's done a crazy amount of properties or, you know, those, those things are great. And then, but on the flip side to the, the beautiful features is sometimes you can, you can really, um, you can do well by harping on the bad features. Um, and uh, for example, you might be selling a 
some sort of one bedroom bolt hole where the toilet's in the, in the bedroom or something like that. And that's a truth of the property. It's not something you would want to highlight for potential buyers, but if you're talking about reach, that sort of thing ends up on the top of news.com.au and gets read about overseas and picked up by the British tabloids and stuff. And then at least it's a lot more eyes on the property. It's a way to get it out there. Um, in some markets that have been going well, you get a lot of properties that, which are quite run down and start fetching good prices. So if you're actually honest about that, um, this place is like a, a knockdown rebuild rather than a blank canvas or a renovator's delight, or this place is like a hazardous dump. It's, it's selling for a million dollars that, that gets eyes on it. And the people who are in the, like if the market's allowed it, allowed you to put that price guide on it in the first place, the people who are interested in buying it are probably going to knock it down anyway. So it's kind of a great way to get you to get some, some coverage for something that otherwise would be pretty unremarkable. Um, we've had plenty of those in, in Sydney. They started out as the million dollar dumps and then they became the two and three and $4 million <laughs> dumps or hoarders houses and things. And a lot of people put eyes on them, but, um, also there's still a lot of buyers because there's people with the money out there to actually go, well, this is how much frontage the property has. This is how big the block is. This is how many bedrooms I could fit on there once I like pay someone to, to knock down the existing property. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's still a good way to, to market, to get things into the media. So if you can see it sort of ending up in the next edition of bad real estate photos, it's, it's probably newsworthy. Yeah, it's not so bad. Like we had, we had a great story for about seven or eight years ago about a, a guy who there was a property that was being marketed as the dump. That was the name of it on, on the listing portals. And, you know, it turned out like we, we spoke to the agent. He said, well, the owner wanted to call it that. It was like, righto. So the owner turns out to be this bloke called Baldy. And his name was Ron, but he, <laughs> I asked him why, he's, why he changed his name to Baldy. And he said, oh, years ago, I used to be an alcoholic. And one night when I was drunk, I went down to the, I went down to the telecom office and told them to change my name to Baldy. So that was my nickname. So they did. And it was, he was like, it was like Cher or Madonna. You know, it was one name. He didn't have a last name. It was just Baldy. So he's walking around just called Baldy. But he, he happened to be the owner of this disused boarding house in Milsons Point, um, which is, you know, a swanky part of North Sydney, very close to the, um, the Harbor and, and the city and two story, seven bedroom boarding house. So it's been marketed as the dump. And luckily enough at the inspection, they had people walking in there with face masks and like hazard suits and stuff to look at the property. And this is in pre COVID days where it's actually unusual, of course, to see a, a face mask being worn around town. And, um, it, it was just great because all these people were going in and out of this place. It looked like it was about to fall down. It looked like a, you know, like a, a meth lab or something like that where they were, they were sort of um, investigating it. And so it's ended up selling for more than $2 million, which I think it was about 2014 or 15 was a, a great price <laughs> in that part of the world. Um, if that person who bought it then had sat on it and done nothing to it, they probably could have sold it again for five or $6 million uh, like last year. But, um, it was just a great story and it got, it got so much coverage because this, this agent had done up signboards with the dump written on it. Um, it, it, it when it, it was photographed, it went to America, like the news went to America, to the UK, everywhere. And the funny thing is out of the blue, I got a phone call from a, 
from a lady, you know, a fair way up north who said that she was actually Baldy's long lost niece and she hadn't seen him for 35 years and uh, was it okay if, if I gave gave her his number? So I, I contacted Baldy and asked and he said, yeah, okay, and they ended up going for coffee together and who knows, but this just this whole, just this marketing, this property, honestly, it, it just, it led to a massive result, which was about 500K above what they were guiding. It had international media. It reunited a, well, it brought this guy to our attention and then reunited him with his niece. So it was a power of, of just of what you can actually do when you, when you do approach the media with that, like a bit of savvy and yeah, like it was just, it was a classic story. And, and we all live for those stories, right? The ones that are truly interesting and make a difference and make a mark on the world and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's one of the great things about real estate is that every, every property for sale has an owner and they've got their own, they've got their own backstory and, and, and every agent who sells has dealt with so many people, um, buyers and sellers, and has have a million like cracking yarns themselves. So that's great. You can just tell story after story about people and that is what resonates probably the most um, in, in all forms of the media and definitely in real estate. Interesting. So one last question on on um, on working with the media. Like I know you guys have got a premium content series or, or s- several of them like Make Your Move and stuff like that, which are, are national. Um, how can agents possibly get into something like that? Yeah. Okay. So make your move is a, yeah, one of our premium rollouts and it's sort of, it's, it's more aimed at investors, investors and people who are relocating during the, um, during the work from home sort of rush of the pandemic period. Um, get it, just being a part of that is, is to, it's the same as being a part of anything, just having, having been able to, to, to talk about trends, um, being able to, relay stories about people you know who are doing it like if if you're if you're a a real estate agent in 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 a major city you've probably got an opinion on on um the value of of investing or moving to a regional area and if you're an agent in a regional area you've you've probably got an opinion about you know what it's been like for your local market to have a lot more interest coming from 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 these sort of cities. So if you if, if if some sort of data comes back and says, you know, this place is a great place to let, let's just say, um, for example, a lot of people are buying into far north Queensland because um, people can't travel overseas because of the pandemic. So they're looking at these holiday places up near Cairns and whatnot, and you can't actually there's nowhere to get accommodation anymore. You know, if you're if you're an agent up there, or if you're an agent who's dealing with a lot of buyers with that sort of thing, um, you know, you can contact the media and and say, I've got a great story for you about that. You know, um, I've I've got people who are buying whole resorts here, or I've got people who are yeah who have have seen like the the value of their property go up three hundred percent in the last two years. Um, there's a lot of ways in. There's there's endless ways in. Um, it's it's kind of it's great to like in any industry to be across the news of what is happening in your industry and think about how does it relate to me? How can I add to the, the story? What, what value is it for me to do? So I think, I think that's the best way to get to be involved with the premium content rollouts and, and, and those sort of things. 
Yeah, that's really great advice, actually. Um, well, Tim, it's been fantastic um, talking to you today, and thank you very much for sharing some of your insights and some of your stories, which are which are fantastic. Um, if there was one piece of advice or or one takeaway that you'd like to leave everyone with, what would it be? I just think it's 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 tell the truth. Like if you if you tell the truth and treat people the way you want to be treated, um, it's what I try to do as a journalist. It's what I think people should do in in any job, but as a real estate agent, you know, people who are buyers one day are sellers five years later, and and they remember the 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 guy or the girl who told them that, you know, actually this this place is out of your budget or, you know, don't, don't come to the auction because you'll be disappointed. You're wasting your time. Someone says something like that to you two years later, when you, you you remember that it's like, if you remember being let off a speeding ticket by a policeman or something like you're like, wow, that, that person was really nice and I'm going to do the right thing by them. So I want to list with that person because I want them to treat buyers the way I was treated. Um, It's a very, valuable tool um because the more fans you have for the rest of your life the more word of mouth you get the the more people are are on your side um and you know if you if you look at some of the best some of the most successful agents at least that that i know if you look at a guy like uh, bill maloof um down there in the eastern eastern suburbs this guy he turns up and he, he wears very plain clothes he doesn't try to outshine anybody he gives you an honest answer. How much is this property worth? He'll tell you. If it's if someone else is telling you it's worth more, he'll say, "Well, go and you know, you feel free to sell with them." And and often a lot of his these people come back to him and because they were oversold a, a promise by somebody else or or whatnot. And and who knows how many tens of millions of dollars he he has made in commission. I'm not 100 percent sure, but. You, you wouldn't know about it because he doesn't tell you and he doesn't show it off and he, he just sort of tells you the truth. Um, and one thing I remember as a young journo was that he always answered his phone. If I rang him up, he'd always answer it. And this is a guy who's selling $35 million properties to people like who, who I've never heard of, who are influential people around the world. Um, and he always had time and he would always explain things in an easy to follow way and, that sort of stuck with me a lot. And I think like that be more like Bill is a, is a good, good bit of advice that I would give to, to anyone in any, any work field. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic advice. Tim McIntyre, thank you so much. It's a pleasure, Sam. Thanks for having me. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Elevate podcast. With thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joineliteagent.com.